Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The reading from Scripture also is our text today. I would read again this verse in particular. And there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. This is God's Word. Dear friends in Christ, at the risk of being booed, I brought something from Indiana. Yes, it's a Peyton Manning jersey. You know, when you're from Indiana, you celebrate every opportunity you can, and the Super Bowl certainly is one of them. Sports fans know that the big game is always about comparisons. Which will be the better QB, Breeze or Manning? Will Reggie Bush or Reggie Wayne make more plays? And the comparisons don't stop there, do they? Pundits always like to compare the likes of Manning to the legends of the game. Is he as good as Unitas? How about Montana or Staubach? Is he the best ever? You know, it's tough to be compared with legends. Seminary professors have them too, and so do seminary presidents. Seminary students have them, and so do pastors, and so will all of you. The them I refer to are the giants of the past. Luther, Walther, Steckhart, Pieper, their names etched in stone in this campus, their shadows cast upon all who might follow as professor or president at the seminary. Your home church may have had such a giant, a pastor against whom all other pastors are compared. The church I serve will, ser will celebrate 140 years this coming Sunday, and there are several giants in its history. Schmidt, Eggers, Mack, gifted men of God, each serving more than 25 years in that place, all alumni of this seminary, and the farther they are from the present, the bigger the shadow they cast. But how would you like to be in Joshua's shoes? The text recites his miracles, his role in the exodus from Egypt, his resume, and this succinct verse. There has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses. At the age of 120 years, as sharp and strong as he was in his prime. Today we would say that Joshua at best would be a short-term interim leader. No matter what he would do, it would be in Moses' shadow. But Moses did something far more helpful than leaving big shoes or casting a big shadow. He also cast a mantle. He laid his hands on Joshua, and the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. It was that way later when Elijah cast his mantle on Elisha, and the Spirit of God was on him. The point being this, neither Moses, nor Joshua, nor Elijah, nor Elisha made their own shadows. It was God's Spirit that turned a tongue-tied, stammering Moses 
into the leader of his people. It was the Spirit of the Lord that was upon Joshua and which brought down the walls of Jericho and the armies of Canaan. God chose imperfect people to do his work so that it always would be evident that the glory belongs to him, not them. And it is still that way for those that God calls to the prophetic work of the church. As Paul says, we are but vessels of clay. The message is what is important. The message has the power. There stands one notable exception. About him we can say there is no comparison. Even Moses is not in the zip code. On the mountain of transfiguration, the greatest of the greats kneel before Jesus. The words from heaven make it clear that this is not just another sinful mortal that God will mold into a powerful servant. Jesus is not just another project where the glory of God will triumph through a sinful mortal. Oh, others taught, others did miracles, others suffered, others led people to God. But with Jesus, there is no comparison. In the beginning, he made all things by his word, and now is God in the flesh. His is the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. But why? God could lead the Exodus from Egypt with a flawed Moses, but not the Exodus that Jesus discussed with his disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration. As a sinner, Moses could intercede for a rebellious people, but only a sinless Son of God could pay for the sins of Moses and the people and you. Moses could lift up a staff and part the waters, or lift up his hand with the help of Aaron and his armies would win. But it was the lifting up of holy hands on Calvary's cross that the victory that endures was accomplished. From the top of a mountain, Moses saw the promised land, but his dead body would not enter there because of his sin. From a much shorter mountain, Calvary, Jesus saw and opened paradise to sinners like Moses and like you and me. And it is over his dead body, risen again, that we shall enter there. There is no comparison to Jesus, but that is not so with you and me. Are not your sermons compared to other students here? and then you get a grade? Are not your tests compared to a professor's standard? Is not your fieldwork performance compared to what the supervisor expects or the people might come to expect? That is not likely to change soon. You will likely be compared to other preachers who have served where you will be called to serve. This message is being compared to others who have been in this pulpit. And that is not new. Recall in his letter to the Corinthians, Paul described the sport still common among us today of comparing preachers and choosing favorites. Paul, Cephas, he said, who are we? Merely servants of Christ through whom you believed in him. Oh, to compare is a favorite habit of ours. 
Many even come to think that God does that, comparing whether or not we are as good as others to determine whether we get to heaven. Thank God that is not so. For whether you or I favorably compare or not to other people, we do not compare favorably to the holy law of God. We fail. Moses got his name from the Hebrew word for being pulled out of the water. And you received the name that counts when God pulled you through the waters of baptism. In fact, you in your whole life can never ascend higher to the height than God gave you when you were baptized. Because what Jesus said of John became true of you. He said in Matthew 11, I tell you the truth, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet, he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. In Christ, you are greater than John. Now imagine if uh, putting on this jersey meant you could play football like Manning. I wonder what that might fetch on eBay. Or what if putting on a certain robe would make you the best preacher ever? We know that doesn't work. And yet in baptism, when God puts the righteousness of Jesus over you and me, it changes everything about us. In the Old Testament, Moses was unique in having a face-to-face, panim el panim, relationship with God. But in Christ, we see the face of God too. The Spirit of God that was on Moses and Joshua and Jesus has endowed you and me also with gifts to be used in his service. You may aspire to do great things in your ministry for the Lord, and there is no higher calling. Just remember that it was when the great Moses thought too highly of himself that he sinned against God. And God forgave him, and God forgives us. After all, he doesn't need us to cast shadows anyway. You have to stand in the way of the light to cast a shadow. God is much more interested in us casting mantles. So I hope those of you who will be serving as pastors get the privilege of serving in the shadow of a giant of the past. It is a great place to learn humility. It is a wonderful place to honor those imperfect men of God that he used powerfully. It is a wonderful place to let the light shine on the one who really deserves it, Jesus. Now, personally, I hope the Colts win the Super Bowl and Manning has an exceptionally good game and is remembered as the best ever. But even I know that there are and there will come others who will exceed every mark that he sets. That is how it works. Even Moses got eclipsed. And so will every other giant here and in the church and in all of human history. On the Transfiguration Mount and in heaven forever, there is no comparison, just Jesus, the one greater than Moses and Elijah and all of us put together. And what an honor that he chooses us to represent him to the world. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. 
Amen.